been a long day. I need a nice, hot, detox shower. Come on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another, I've been saying another on the last few ones and it's got very much Danielle Staub. That's a fuck enough. That's a fuck enough. Energy. <laughs> And I sound like an idiot, so just welcome back to the pod. We are on episode five. I actually haven't recorded in about a month because I recorded all my episodes one after the other. And now here I am doing a week to week situation. My guest today, you've probably heard me mention her several times over the last few episodes. She is host of the hilarious, one of my favorite podcasts, Brown Eyed Unicorn. She is an actor, comedian, writer, and everything in between. Please welcome to the pod, Hannah Brown. Joe, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. I'm so excited to be on Bare Minimum with Joe Gunn because it's quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts, hands down. Thank you for joining me. It's just, you're just one of these guests that I can just relax around because even though we haven't actually met in real life yet, which we were supposed to before Miss Rona came along and shat all over our plans, <laughs> we basically message most days and I just feel so soothed. It's a Pisces Leo little situation we've got going on. How are you? I'm good, but now that you say that, okay, wait, did you watch last night's Vanderpump Rules? I just started to finish watching it because I was watching it this morning and then my Hey You crashed. I just thought, I'm actually not bothered about finishing this episode because it was so boring. Oh my God, Joe, I fell asleep in the middle, but I was just thinking about that part where Danica was like, Pisces and Leo's just like don't work together. Dana is a Leo, Brett is a Pisces, and those things just don't mix. And it's so true. I've dated two Pisces before. It's just not a thing. And that's why they have restraining orders against me. It's not my fault. They're just too sensitive. Like Danica, as far as my friendship with Joe Gunn, I beg to differ. Yeah, because I think that's when my hey you crash because it's sort of like I was looking at my phone, like not watching the episode, like as mm. I do with, with this hey. season of Vanderpump Rules. And then I heard that and my ears pricked up and I sort of had to rewind. But hey, you sort of similar to Netflix where you press rewind and it just freaks out and everything stops or it goes right back to the beginning. And um, and then I think it just shut down. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not bothered about picking up. And I think I just went and had a depression nap. Let's try to finish off this episode, but it's just, I cannot believe we had to watch Katie and Tom get married for the second time. Oh Lord. Again, a fucking again. Nothing new, nothing changed, same old shit. Same old fuck. I'm just so angry. <laughs> I'm like insulted, like being asked to like slog through this season, which I thought had a lot of promise had it been executed properly. But I just don't think as of recent episodes, it really is. And I, I was optimistic about it. And also Brittany being like, oh, I wish we could do all win all over. I was like, shut the fuck up. Ramona, shut the fuck up. I literally was like screaming curses at the TV. I was like, shut the fuck up, Brittany, like under my breath. Don't you fucking dare, Brittany. That's enough of that. That's enough with that. Stop right there. Stop that's, right there. That's a fucking mouth. <laughs> it's just from wedding to wedding. It's just no offense, but just straight culture just in my face. And it's just, I, I like, stop enough. 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 We're not doing this anymore. I'm not having this anymore. Enough. Get up. That's 
enough. It's it's true. Don't you think it's dark too that when he was asking Mark Schroeder for his blessing, Mark Schroeder's like, I can't promise she'll be a good wife. And I'm like, okay. So between Mark Schroeder and then what Dana Schroeder said last season, I was like, why are her parents so mean to her? Never forget that Dana said that Kristen Doughty is everything and more that she wished her daughter <laughs> to be. <laughs> you were my idol. You were the strongest woman I know. And I look up to you. Dana is so sweet. And I want her to tell me this every single morning. I hope my daughter grows up to be half the woman you are. I mean, I think it's pretty wise. Did you watch her home tour? Kristen's, yeah, absolutely. Wasn't it fantastic? Oh, loved. I loved her house, but I also loved, like, she was so stiff and, like, kind of like, and here is my dog, Gibson and my Gibson guitar. I have my 1970 Gibson Dove guitar and Gibson, my dog, is actually named Gibson Nick, so it's after Gibson Guitars and C Nicks. And I was like, she's like trying to do this like bougie architecture digest like moment, but I'm like, babe, it's okay to like, you can loosen up. Like you're a reality star. We're not expecting that from you. She did try to loosen up by pouring herself a glass of wine. I appreciated that. And like plugging Witches of WeHo, which was a little sad to watch. It was sad. What do you think of those wine glasses that don't have stems? My boyfriend hates a stem, but I love a stem. I love a stem because it's all I've ever known. Yeah. So this whole holding it just in a globe is new to me. I think it could work with red wine, but I don't know. I'm just a, a believer in, you know, you've got to keep it cool. If That's it's how cool. I feel. Yeah, it would just warm it up. The heat from your hands is just going to yeah. wreck your glass of Sancerre within like 10 minutes. Condensation, nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. Mm -hmm. Anyway, wellness check, how are you? I saw your story this morning. You got the wrong day for your yoga class. I did. That was why I was like, can we do this time? Oh, actually, no, can we do this time? Because especially my friends who are like doing Zoom workouts, like not only is it good for me because I'm trying to like move so I don't fully give in to my depression. I'm just like you. You are? You're just like me. There's somewhere else we'd rather be. Um, but I also want to support them because I can only imagine it's a little stressful like teaching a workout class online. Um, so I was like, oh, my friend's doing a yoga class today. I have to fit that in. And then I was wrong. So I went for a walk. I'm doing okay. The like last week I had like a full blown temper tantrum, like like literally like a child just like screaming and crying about like anything. And granted, like I was on my period, but I don't think that really mattered. I think that would have happened either way because I just like hit a full place of like Nicole Kidman and the others. Like I had a Ooh. breakdown. <laughs> any more protests and there'll be no play. All of it. Um, any more protests and there'll be no playing for you at all today. Hmm? oh my god you, you like can quote the others like like no one I've ever met in my entire life I'm a bit of a fake fan though because I think I've probably seen it one and a half times in my life but you remember all the lines <laughs> but mommy I am your daughter what have you done with my daughter are you mad I am your daughter <gasps> oh my god when she's like mommy went mad and then the little Tom Schwartz son is like yes Cowdy, 
had a captive. It wasn't me. It was Victor. <laughs> He's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is our house. This is our house. This is our house. Oh, fucking good film. And the twist blew my 12-year-old mind. Same. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I, wait, have you ever seen the movie Sinister? Yes, I think I've seen them all. Is that with um, Rose McGowan? No, not Rose McGowan. Rose from Bridesmaids. I, I oh, no, that's Insidious. Hang that's on. Insidious. Wait. Um, the, the first one has Ethan Hawke. And no spoilers, but he doesn't make it to the second movie. Um, and then they just get, like, other people for the other, I think, the second one. But, like, the other day I was watching my boyfriend get dressed, not to be all Sheeta Shea, but I was like, your, like, quarantine wardrobe is, like, very Ethan Hawke and sinister right now. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, you know, just, like, a long sleeve shirt and, like, a big, like, cardigan and then, like, jeans with, like, sandals and socks and, like, glasses. And then, I, sure enough, I hadn't seen Sinister for, like, five years. And I looked it up and like, I couldn't have been more accurate. And that's when like my pop culture knowledge, like just made me feel really good about myself. So this is the thing about Hannah. Hannah has a really good eye for the sartorial, for clothes and shoes and accessories. And you've got a really good way of recounting what people are wearing. We were recapping Pretty Wild for your Patreon episode Mm -hmm. for Brown Eyed Unicorn. And you would mention these details of the outfits that I probably like, obviously I've got eyes, I could see the outfit, but you were just got such an eye for detail. And um, it's just a, a natural talent. Did you do like fashion journalism at all at college? Oh my God, no, I didn't. But like, I did have a blog where I'd be like, here's my Forever 21 outfit that I wore out last night. And I would like write about it and like no one ever read it. But I did write a post about how much I hated kitten heels and I got some like hate on Tumblr for it because people were like, this is an anti-feminist piece of writing. And I was like, no, it's not. I just don't fucking like kitten heels. And now I've changed my mind. So whatever. Okay. (laughs) I've been watching NYC Prep. Who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite? Tell me everything. First of all, I said there's no way Jessie is 17. She's at least 35. A hundred percent. Like, I'm sorry. And then I saw her mom and then I just, she's basically a clone of her mom. And I thought, okay, yeah, maybe she is 17. Jessie and her mom are both fucking terrifying. And you know that Jessie, like, really, like, being on a Bravo show was, like, gunning to, like, work for Rachel Zoe. Yes, a hundred percent. Or Kelly Catron. Jessie is a grower. She's one of those that really grew on me, kind of like Camille. Uh, I love that Jessie could just instantly see Devorah Rose for who she is. Oh, Jessie was not buying what Devorah was selling, and it took her literally 0.5 seconds to be like, PC, what the fuck are you doing? Hi, nice to meet you. You can tell when someone's not from New York and just like not like a real person. Sometimes I find that people in the fashion industry are not who they said they are, and I think it's really frustrating, and I think they should just be themselves. I'm certainly not like that. Because fabulosity is made out of bullshit anyway. 
Yes. Yeah. She's so great. She is. This is. A, I don't know if she previously knew about her and whether she'd already heard on the grapevine that she's this massive fake or whether she just is really intuitive and because she's New York born and raised and she knows these streets and she knows exactly what kind of people are genuine and what aren't. And I just really appreciated that she just called it straight out and then all his sketchy entourage. Yeah, I've yet to finish it. Um, but is uh, this your first watch? It's my first watch because I I guess I'd heard of it. No, actually, you know what? Hands up. It wasn't really truly on my radar till last week when Bravo mm-hmm. put it on as a marathon and people were talking about it on the Soch. And I thought, okay, let's do this. It's like basically their attempt at being like, this is what Gossip Girl's like. IRL. And Jesse made the point of, I hate that show so much. I mean, their trailers are always in my. Like, Gossip Girl. I hate that show. Why do you hate that show? Because, like, I like Edie and STK. Until they filmed it, I also, like, I just don't appreciate going somewhere and then seeing, like, a hundred freshmen there. Like, they film on my block. Like, at 8 a.m., I want to get a cab. Like, I don't want your trailer near my house. Well, you guys are like the real gossip. Uh, it, it drives me insane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse like annoyed me because like she, I think when, because when I was watching it, I was probably like a junior or senior in high school and I was so irritated by her. Like she thinks she's such hot shit and she's so fucking annoying. And looking back, I'm like, she's the most like self-actualized like 17 to 18 year old I've ever met and like love her, hate her. She fucking loves herself. And like, I think we should all strive to like come from a place of Jesse when we can. I, I couldn't have put it better. I could not have put it better. I think Taylor is very authentically herself. I'm so Daniel style, you know, how she says a word and then sort of... <laughs> <laughs> like is backtracking while she's saying the words. She's sort of like is fantastically great <laughs> <laughs> because she's just stalling. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, but I feel like I feel like with Taylor, she's authentically herself. But like, what is herself even? Like, I don't think she really knows who the fuck she is. So she like spends the whole season being like, yeah, okay, Sebastian, and I, I take Dan, and like. Whatever, ma'am. Like, that's all she ever does. Yeah, like, one minute she wants to be an elephant trainer, and the next minute she wants to be uh, a Broadway star. Sebastian, oh, my God. Like, triggering. I, I truly think he was definitely, like, the option D of uh, the, the male protagonist that everyone else turned it down or their families were told them not to do it. He's, like, the least sort of... I don't know. He's just this child with, the, and I just really wanted him to get a haircut. And he's got this gormless look on his face, and he's like, "Huh, yeah, I can speak French." We oh. like. I wish you. Could... <laughs> I wish you. I, wish... I should start filming these podcasts so people could see what I'm doing because it's like he's like, oh. and then he'll he'll go, he'll go we, and then like look up into the corner and be like, oh. like stupid fluffy hair and it's like yeah this time gonna get so much pussy i literally he is like the embodiment of just like every straight douchebag like that everyone went to high school with who like somehow got girls and then like and like even i like in high school totally would have like wanted like the validation of sebastian giving me attention but it's like then you look back and you're like all those people were like such fucking losers and it's like sebastian like knowing french like is not a personality trait First of all, he doesn't know French. Like, he knows their minimum French. Yeah. Um, I was only really watching it for the parents. 
Well, the thing is too, so I don't know if you've like, like how far your NYC prep deep dive went, but it's true that a lot of the parents were really pissed off by the show. They were like, this is not an accurate depiction of like New York society and like, you know, bougie families on the Upper East Side. And like, they were like really pissed at how like their children and like how those schools were portrayed because they're like, no one old money would actually do this. Oh no. They were like insulted. Like parents were pissed. Like I say that like I'm old money and I like I know it, but yet like you know, you you can only imagine though where you're like you're tarnishing the family name. Who was Guggenheim? Is JP PC? Oh, these stupid fucking acronyms. (laughs) Fucking rich boys. Is that the Guggenheim? I'm assuming he's from the Guggenheim family. I mean, like, also PC, I just want to say, like, assuming the Chuck Bass role was, like, it was just, like, funny because he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, just sort of this artsy, creative type and me and Jesse are best friends. And it's like, PC, like, you're not Chuck. Like, you're just not. He's a misogynistic prick is what he is. And he's a major rage. He was just coped up the whole time. And him and his, I kind of liked his friend, is it Cal? They both walked into Fashion Week in their sunglasses. Yes. Um, (laughs) Iconic. It's like, and that Taylor is rightly so freaking out that Amanda Bynes just walked past. Rightly so. And yeah. then he's just shutting it down. Let's just all be cool and just we see famous people. That was Amanda Bynes. That was Amanda Bynes. That was Amanda Bynes. That was Amanda Bynes. Wow. Yeah. Let's all be like super cool and not give a shit if we see famous people though. Because it makes us look cool. And then also when he was like, all right, like he, he loves calling people children. He's like, okay, so children, like. You, you keep doing that, and I'm going to do this. I don't remember. I haven't watched the whole show in a long time. This is just, like, what I remember. But I remember he called everyone children, like, at a dinner or something, and Camille was like, excuse me, I'm very offended with the way you spoke to me. Well, it's really interesting watching Devorah, like, kind of, like, jump around from Bravo show to Bravo show, like a bunch of lily pads, like a frog jumping from lily pad to lily pad, trying to be relevant. I mean, I guess High Society wasn't a Bravo show, but, like, just her being like, any show about New York society, like, I will be there. And it's like, but Devorah, you're like always on the periphery. Before I even saw Devorah, I heard the word lifestyle magazine. And oh, I, no. something, I got a visceral reaction, like a body, a mind muscle reaction. And I was like, wait, this rings bells. And then I saw Devorah and I got full body chills. In season two of Real Housewives of New York, she takes the picture of Bethany for the cover of the magazine. She puts Bethany on the cover before Bethany is like super relevant. And then it starts a fight between Luann and Bethany because Luann's like, oh, uh, are they going to do any retouching? Pictures are pretty good. <laughs> well, are they doing retouching? They said they really didn't touch them up that much. I don't know. I hope so. You just don't say to a friend, are they going to be doing retouching? It's just not something that you say. And Bethany's like, okay, you know, like, just like take a date. Like, you don't have to say that to me. And she gets like pissed. Oh my God. Luan, Lou Monster. Oh my God. In the early seasons, she was like truly insufferable. And like, she's insufferable now. But like back then, it's like she had, I don't know. She like truly thought she was better than everyone. And now she's been like humbled, I like to think. But I don't know. After last week's episode, that's kind of a tough comment to even stand by. Well, remember when she went to those kids and told that girl to lose weight? You want to be a model? Are you tall? Let's see how tall. So, and you said how old were you? Oh, you have plenty of time. You're gonna, you have plenty of time to grow. And, and you have a beautiful face. And 
And you know what? Losing weight is easy. That's the easy part. You've got, you know what you have is you have the basics. When you have the basics to work with. Oh my God, yeah. She's like, losing weight is the easy part. Last episode, Luan went in the base. Would you, would you be happy with a basement or not? Or the lower level as Ramona called it? Okay, it's tough because I think it depends on the context because, you know, in the words of Kelly Ben Simone, I grew up in the Midwest. So in the Midwest, like the basement is like the like relaxing, like chill zone, like chill zone as in like Midwestern basements are relaxing and they're like temp wise, like much cooler. And so like I have soothing memories of like summers spent like in my friends' basements, like watching TV. So in that way, that sounds fun. But I think I would rather be upstairs because I want to be like, I wouldn't want my own wing. Like I would want to be close to the other women and like have like a sleepover. I'm so dumb. I'm Googling Chicago because I did not know that was in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm from the Midwest. No, I mean, you're not an idiot. I And also like, I mean, I was from like the suburbs of Chicago and then I had like family in like kind of more rural areas, like a little further out. And like the basement was always like where the fun happened. It's like we would just sit in the dark and like watch a movie and like chill. But like in this context, no, I would want to be upstairs with the other ladies. Is the term Midwest, is, does it literally mean like geographically Midwest? I don't know. I always wondered that because I'm like, but how? I don't, I don't think so. Never eat shredded wheat. So I'm going around. So if anything, it would be Northeast. I know. But well, it, the geography was so gone. I, right. I'm not great at geography, so you take this one. So you're from Illinois. I'm from Texas. My girl is from Illinois. Where you from? Can I come visit you sometime? Are you going to insert that clip? Oh my God, there'll be clips all over the place. I can't fucking help myself. But what I've done ah! now... What I've done now is I've shot myself in the foot because I've decided I want to do them more up to the minute because, um, I don't know, I would think podcast, it should be relevant and me talking about like up to the minute issues and stuff. Here we are talking about like <laughs> NYC prep, which was 10 years ago. Um, okay, but people love it. It's nostalgic. You love it, don't you? Huh? You love it, don't you? Huh? That's a quote <laughs> from a British soap opera that you won't ever understand. I always thought I had like a wealth of pop culture knowledge and then we became friends and I was like, I don't know anything anymore. Like I thought I knew, but I had no idea. Some people have everything, they have nothing. It's wonderful. What, you mean like your knowledge compared to mine? Yeah, like the deep cuts, Jogun. Like I, some of them I'm like, that went over my head, but I thought it was funny. No, 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 not at all. We're like equally... I feel like the knowledge you have is more knowledgeable than the knowledge I have of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm very much like I dip in, grab the knowledge, dip out and never visit it again. A lot of my knowledge is incorrect and whatever. It's not a competition. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> but do, would you say that in our friendship, like personality wise, like, do you really think you're the Iris and I'm the Amanda? Or do you think we both have like traits from both characters? I feel like obviously we automatically said I'm the Iris because I'm British. Yeah. But like maybe that's not the case. I feel like I can cry. Mm -hmm. But then I also understand not being able to cry. Like I feel like sometimes I feel like when I am crying, it's like, am I being, is this real, are these real tears? <laughs> right. You're like, or are you doing it for like a Truman Show camera that's like not even there? <laughs> am I just doing this for my own reality show? Oh my God. That's real, though. And then when I cry, I cry. I guess we're like a mishmash. I feel like we're both a mishmash. But also, I would argue that, like, Amanda kind of sucks, and Iris is definitely, like, the better of the two. 
Okay, so Jasper and Jack Black, I see, well, before this all happened, I saw them around my neighborhood, like, all the time. And so LA. So LA. And um, Jack Black's a really good tipper. And um, Jasper Bloom, like, every time I saw him around, I just wanted to be like, how dare you do that to Iris? And then I was like, that's not fair. He's not really Jasper Bloom. And then, then I would think about A Knight's Tale, and I'd be like, what can you tell me about Heath? And then I was like, that's in poor taste, and I shouldn't bother this man. So I never have, but seeing him just, like, elicits such a response for me. Triggered. I auditioned for The Knight's Tale. I don't know what part it was. I guess there's a flashback or something for the younger version. Oh, my God, there you were... auditioned for that? I did audition for it, and Lee got the part. So. Oh, my God. I think his name is Lee. We were in a play together, but um, Live, Laugh, Love, whatever. Live, laugh, Lee. Um, <laughs> live, laugh, Lee. Laura Lee. I'm glad you're doing okay, because I'm not. Tell me about it. How are you? I just feel like I'm the ugliest I've ever looked. I, You know what I had for dinner last night? What? I had Domino's pizza. Do you know what I had for lunch today? What? I had Domino's pizza. In all fairness, it was a two for Tuesdays. I don't know if you have two for Tuesdays in the States, but we have it here and it's a thing. So, of course, I only ever get Domino's on a Tuesday because um, I'm like, oh, come on, it's Tuesday. Let's do it. So do you get two pizzas for the price of one pizza? You do. That's incredible. It's incredible. But then at the same time, it's also like, hmm, I wonder how much these pizzas are actually worth. So I just feel like a slob and then I hate myself for it. My lips are so dry and chapped from the hay fever. Do you get hay fever? It's the worst. No. What? I, I truly thought that was like an Oregon Trail thing. What is it? Truly blessed. I guess you call it allergies. Oh, yeah. Allergies. <laughs> it's horrible. And so my lips are dry as fuck. And the one lip balm that was my holy grail lip balm I left on a plane back when I had a job and then I haven't been able to get my hands on another one and can I ask what kind of lip balm it was can you share with your listeners sure La Roche-Posay if anyone wants to gift it to me I will link my Amazon wish list in my podcast notes (laughs) I don't actually have an Amazon wish list so maybe I I should start figure that out how do you link an Amazon wish list I was low-key jealous of Lara when she had all her all oh her packages. God. Like her doorstep looked like summer house every day. Oh my god, unboxing literally like a summer house stoop in front of her apartment and like unboxing like 55 things a day and you're like, oh I have a book. Oh, I have a Pilates machine. Oh my god, I have this candle. Cool. And I was like, and she was so chill about it, but you could tell she was also really excited. And I was like, you're just being like cheek about this unboxing. Like she was cheek about it in a way that I could never be cheek about it. I'd be like, oh my god. It would totally go to my head. Like, I would totally, like, start believing in my own hype. I'm a big believer of not believing in your own hype. That if I started getting literal physical packages sent to me every day, it would be, like, weird. Although, if I did put it up now, it would be, like, estimated delivery, August 2021. Oh, my God. Right. Okay, this is so sad. So, my friend, like, lent me his ring light, like, seven months ago. And he was like, hey, are you, like, using my ring light still? And I was like, yeah. Like, (laughs) and he was I was like I'm happy to drop it off like no contact delivery like give it back to you I understand like, and he's alone in quarantine like he needs like the joy of a ring light for sure like I respect that it's also his so so I was like I'll drop it off and he was like I might need her at the beginning of May but like I'll give her to you for April and I was like okay will you link me 
to the one you got so I can get it and hopefully receive it by like January of 2021. And he's like, ha, you're so funny. And I'm like, no, really, I need it. Am I hot? Am I hot? That's from Summer High is High. Am I hot? Yes! You are too good for him to Am I hot? Yes! This is so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Am I the hottest one of all of us? Yes, you are. Oh my god, is that a Jamay line? It's a Jamay line, no offence, but it's true. Sorry, no offence, but it's true. Jamay's my favourite, although I do really like Mr. G too. I just, I don't feel anything for Jonah and I get really annoyed at people like, he's a Ranger, I'm like, okay, Jonah's not the funniest one. Like, calm down. Jonah, he, he's a South African bro, bro. <laughs> it's funnier when you do it. It just sounds like your Sebastian voice, to be honest. <laughs> it gets me every time. Okay, so you're so you're kind of on the brim. I am on the brim, and I'm sat on my floor. Christina Gibson reporting live. The only thing I'm bringing with me is this. Good, we don't want it. Christina Gibson reporting live from the summer house. I'm out. From my bedroom floor, very Vanderpump rules. Getting ready, sat on my dusty. Although I did, I did vacuum recently but you never fully get all the dust I always find there's always some left and it's really it's not on and I think you know I've got a Dyson and I shut the window because there was someone doing a, they think it's cute these Romeo and Juliet situations where they come and chat with their friends from their windows do you have that <laughs> um I haven't experienced that yet although okay so I've been crashing at my boyfriend's like fully squatting here and he rents, like, a house in the valley. But the neighbors last night, we were like, we're going to eat outside. Like, it's nice out. And listen, I'm in a good situation. I don't want to sound ungrateful. There were children playing outside next door. And I'm not a good enough person to think that's cute. I was like, holy fuck, they're being loud. And, like, what's so funny? Like, why can't they stop laughing for 20 minutes? And I know that's mean of me. But I was in a place of Nicole Kidman, the others, not having it. It's not cute. They let, well, the kids kept doing this thing. Kids kept doing this thing where they're like, <laughs> like their laugh would go away and then swell. And I'm like, why can't you decide if you're going to laugh or not laugh? Like, what are you looking at? What are you experiencing right now? I just want to know. Listen, I was those kids. We lived in, if you just picture Wisteria Lane, that's where I grew up. We were hell. We put our neighbors through utter, utter hell. Would I want to experience it as an adult? No. I didn't want um, their talking outside the window to interrupt my... Because um, I'm in the stew right now. Just call me Lala. Yeah, you're basically James Kennedy. Also, have you listened to the new James Kennedy track, Playboy Bunny? No. Oh, my God. Watch me right now. Go into my Spotify and save that. It is literally like Lala does this like bootleg Fergie voice that is like not of this world. I heard you talking about it on your podcast. I know, but it's like, it's really like, it's shocking. Let me play it. Yes. Okay, Lala, did we not learn from Ciara that tummy does not work in a song? No, you want this yummy. <laughs> also I feel okay so I went to see you next Tuesday like maybe like a month or two ago and I was standing like around 
a group of people and Danica was standing right there and I heard her go, okay, this doesn't sound like it's Lala. And I was like, Danica, I love you. I love Danica so much. Did you see the comment where she said, oh yeah, they fucked up because they didn't focus on her relationship with old Brett? Oh my God, where did she write that? Because I agree. I think it might be on comments by Bravo. Yeah, they definitely would have scooped that up. I want more breathalyzer content. Every time I see her, I want to see her pulling up and do a breathalyzer test. So I have to blow into this device before I start my car. Woo! And then every 15 minutes as I'm driving. It's so embarrassing. Well, that's what's annoying. It's like, she's a star and so is Charlie. And I really like Dana as a person. Um, but like... There is like, I think, I think it was Laura that was saying this and her guest last week that like, there's a self-awareness to her. Like she knows how she wants to come across. And so it's like, even though she's like pretty and fun to watch and like engaging, she's not going to be messy the way like a Danica or like a Charlie would be, you know? Yeah. Can I just say the guest, I can't remember his name, James, I think the guest that Laura had on her last podcast, I have never heard such an eloquent, intelligent. Oh my God. I know. Oh my God, so on point. And he could talk for hours. And I guess he also has some kind of psychic thing where he dipped into them. And I was like, oh my God, you're blowing my mind. Like, I want to be, I want to have a dinner with this guy and just unpack everything. It was really, really thrilling to listen to. And then I loved how, like, I thought it was chic how at the end he was like, I'm just like really tired from like dropping into everybody. And she's like, oh my God, I'm not going to ask you to drop in. Like, I totally get it. And I was like, this is incredible. Whenever I see like episode runtime two hours I'm like fuck yes <laughs> I know, like sign me up like I'm gonna do so many activities over the course of this podcast oh I cleaned my flat I went for my wellness walk what are you up to today what am I up to today um I'm continuing to work on my new website which is a real troll um I also have been doing this like exercise with my friend um where we give each other like a writing prompt once a week and we either have to write like a monologue or like a scene and then we like FaceTime and like exchange them which is like really vulnerable and scary but I'm just like trying to force myself to write more and that's the only way I actually will so we're doing that That sounds like hell it sounds like hell and it would make me resent my friend honestly it's like it's really intimidating because this week I like wrote a monologue and it's like dramatic and I'm like there's a reason I don't write drama usually and it's because it makes me uncomfortable because I'm so worried that it's going to come off as melodramatic that people are going to be like oh god like fuck that's bad so like comedy is like my safe place so I'm like actually really anxious for this like FaceTime session but she's like oh my god it's no judgment we're just like doing and I'm like okay but like I really don't want my friends to be like (laughs) when they hear my writing and then I'm going to watch TV and probably drink. Also, I'm really excited for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but I don't know why I'm so excited because I doubt that they're going to deliver drama-wise, but I like looking at like their clothes and their hair and stuff. No, I am in that excitement as well. It's what I'm living for at the moment. I'm just, I'm buzzed for this one little scrap of a storyline that we've got with Brandy and, and Denise. I know, Who told okay. you that? Oof, you're angry. Who told you that? Oof, you're so angry. Oh, you're angry. I wonder how long they're going to make us wait for that. Like 12 episodes? Um. Or they're going to introduce it like two episodes, but then stretch it like 12. Like, I mean, that's more interesting than a fucking dog. I love dogs. No shade to Lucy Juicy, Apple Goosey, but it was like the most just like boring storyline. Storyline in like a floppy air quote. Um, this is no longer about Lucy and a lie. This is no longer about Lucy and a lie. 
and I'm interested to meet Garcelle. I'm intrigued. Oh, she's beautiful. I'm just excited to watch her and like meet her and get to know her. Yeah, just kiki with her. Well, also, I've really had an urge recently to watch like the early seasons because like the early seasons of Beverly Hills were like so fucking dark and amazing. Like I want to relive like Kim Richards and her like weird fucking boyfriend when they were all on vacation and they just like never showed up to like anything. And then when the group approached them about it, they were like, we don't care. Like, it was a really wild relationship. Or, like, the season where Lisa Rinna said that Kim Richards was close to death. And then when they asked her about it, she was like, well, I don't remember. I'm literally making her exact face. I would say that Kim is mostly sober right now. I would say she's probably mostly sober right now. I do not ever remember saying that. She's like, "Mm." and watching, like. Rinna, here's the thing. I liked when Rinna was kind of like the Lala Kent of Beverly Hills. Like, she was a good time, but she constantly stepped in shit and everyone got mad at her. And then she had to try and like navigate everyone being mad at her. Like, that was so much more interesting. But now that like they're all just kissing each other's asses all the time, it's like really fucking boring, which is why we needed Brandy Glanville to swoop in. We did. And ruin everyone's lives. I'll save you, Brandy Glanville. But didn't Rinna, was it two seasons ago where Rinna refused to stir up any drama because they wouldn't give her a pay rise? Oh, is that why? Yeah, she said, and she was very clear about it on social media. Like, yeah, that's why. Because they weren't paying me. She was just like, no, not playing. But that pisses me off because it's like, then you should be off the show. Then like, sorry, like I know Rinna's iconic, but like then replace her with someone that's willing to actually like play ball and like go for it. Instead of, like, Bethany was just like, well, fuck, then I'm leaving, you know? What's that from? Oh, you're angry. Oh, that's Misha Barton. Whoa, you're angry. (laughs) Whoa, you're angry. I always knew it. My mother, that witch. (laughs) I always knew it. I really wanted to like do that as a monologue and like put it in my reel for a while, but I don't know if people think it's important. Oh, I feel you. Oh, Ziggy Stardust. Fuck yeah, Ziggy Stardust, you fucking, I always knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I will be your conduit. Oh, I'll be your conduit. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll be your conduit. <laughs> <laughs> excited about that i just googled good podcast host interview questions oh this is fun (laughs) one of them is so you're a vegan baking specialist isn't it really hard to bake without eggs oh my gosh you know joe it is impossible (laughs) (laughs) i have you done as far as like dealing with quarantine have you like gone down the like i'm gonna bake and i'm gonna cook rabbit hole yet or no Nope. I haven't either. And like, I really am not someone who like takes to the kitchen if I can avoid it. Like I'm not, you know, Meryl Streep and it's complicated. I'm very much, you know, Miranda ordering Chinese food on New Year's Eve vibes. And so it's annoying being forced to cook this often because I'm just like, I can't justify being unemployed and like ordering in every day, but it sucks. Are you drinking enough water? You know, I probably drink like two large cups of it a day. And like when I say large, it's like a pretty big like thermos with a straw. And then I do like a Yolanda Foster like 
I'm sorry, Yolanda Hadid, Yolanda Wedge of Lemon with Cayenne, if I'm feeling like fancy, but then by like 5 p.m. it's pretty much just like exclusively alcohol. What about you? <laughs> I've been limiting my alcohol to weekends. That's really impressive. It's purely for budgeting reasons. I truly believe I would be on the wine every night if not. But yeah. I'm doing my once weekly, truly harrowing trip to the supermarket. Where I, is it very Handmaid's Tale with you? Yes. So I'm doing that. And it's just, it's, I don't like it. It makes me so stressed going to the supermarket because it's it's just so dystopian. And I just assume everyone is an incubus of viral plague. I, I, I thought that only the first assistant went to the benefit. Only when the first assistant hasn't decided to become an incubus viral plague. I know, it's really scary. And and it's like something, like I actually am soothed by going to the grocery store usually. Like I love like the ritual of like having a list. Compiling a list and checking it twice to take me down. Why? And like popping in my headphones, like listening to a podcast and like comparing and contrasting, you know, produce and being like, I'm gonna get these avocados. But now it's like, it's like, it does feel dystopian. It's really shitty. It's horrible. So I'm thinking my, my next trip, I'm going to get a box of wine or like a couple of boxes um, just for, um, for economy, to, to stocking up. Although my life got ruined the other day when I found out that there is fish and eggs in wine. What? <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry to do this to you. <laughs> what the fuck, Joe? Why would you, why'd you do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to me? Uh, this is another thing about Hannah. Is Hannah is a Gaga stan. And it's so endearing. I love yeah, it. Thank you. I celebrate her. I love her. I need her. You're a day one, right? I'm like, I'm probably like a few months. Okay, let's see. So Just Dance came out in what, 2009? 2008. Eight. 2008. Okay, so I wasn't into Just Dance. I wasn't into Poker Face. And then it was like around like the fame monster when Bad, Bad Romance came out. Yeah, that was what sold me. And then... Um, and also I remember her VMA performance of paparazzi. I remember like looking at my roommate who was already fully on the Gaga train and being like, what the fuck is this? And now looking back, I'm like, that's the most iconic shit ever. Like just running around the MTV stage, like fully bloody being like, like is fucking crazy. I love her. Now that is camp. Yeah. Hannah loves to dance in the dark. Ah. I literally worked out to like Vintage Gaga the other day and it just like, it just filled me with just like tingles and nostalgia and- That's your nostalgia though, just for the- That's my most nostalgic moment. Happiness in a way that a lot of things haven't in a while. So it was cool. Oh, that makes me so happy. What's the song, what's that Google Chrome ad that she did where she's running across the Brooklyn Bridge and there's a song playing it. I think it's Marry the Night or something. No, what is it? Um, Wait. The one that's dedicated to her grandpa. Um, I've got to find it now. Mary the Night is like my all-time favorite Gaga song. It is literally is gotten it? Yes, it's gotten me through the darkest of days. And I'm thinking oh. about getting a tattoo for it, which, you know, I don't feel ashamed about. Even if Ramona will judge me and Dorinda will judge me and Sonia will judge me, I don't care. I don't talk to people with tattoos, okay? No, because no one can believe that I agree with her. Who, how do I agree with a woman who has tattoos? I'm like, then you talk to some fucking boring people. I mean, I'm not saying that boring people don't have tattoos or exciting people do, but I'm just like, I didn't realize this was like a big deal. 
Born This Way is my favorite album, hands down. But I'm really sick of people calling art pop art flop because I think there were some iconic tracks on that one as well. Oh my God, it came out when I was in Indonesia. So I've got like, I don't know, it's a special memory, you know? And Beyonce, yeah. the self-titled Beyonce came out when I was in Indonesia. And oh. Everyone remembers where they were when that dropped. Yes. Oh, that was, the, it was the biggest power move of my lifetime. Where were you? Oh my gosh, I edge was... Edge of Glory, that's what she's running in the Google Chrome advert. She's running across the Brooklyn Bridge, the Edge of Glory. And then, you know, that was me. I would be playing that every time because I was in uni at the time and I would just be running through Egham, <laughs> pretending oh. I was in the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, yeah, so where were you when Beyonce dropped? I think I was like at my serving job or something lame like that. Mm. If I remember correctly. But, I mean, I also like... I don't know. I think when Beyonce dropped, I remember everyone told me like, holy shit, Beyonce just dropped an album. And I was like, kind of just like a space cadet and was like, what? And I was a little late to the party if I'm being fully transparent, which is not something I'm proud of, you know, but I'm also not going around being like, I'm the number one member of the Beehive. Like, I love her, but I'm not going to say that about myself. Where can people find you on social? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I truly feel so soothed by this whole conversation. I had a great time. Um, you can find me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. And then my podcast is called Brown Eyed Junicorn, J-E-W-N-I-C-O-R-N. And in about a month, it'll have a new title, but I'll update that on my socials. So thank you for joining me on my podcast. Hannah is my aforementioned fairy pod mother. Uh, Hannah has held my hand through this. Hannah was the first podcast I ever went on. Um, oh my God. Yeah, you were. Were you? You absolutely were. I'm honored. I remember it was like 5 a.m. my time and I was like, I'm so excited for this. Look at us now. <laughs> now Here we I've, are. Got one. I've got one too. <laughs> I'm so unique. I'm the first person to ever have a podcast. <laughs> You're killing the game. Thank you so much. There is so much that I could have talked to you about, but I have no doubt that you will be back on my podcast again. And you can welcome me back on your podcast in whatever form it may take. Have a great day. And thank you for joining me and doing the bare minimum. And we'll see all you guys soon. Bye. Bye. And there we go, guys. It's time for me to get in bed. This has been fun.